live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwan. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwan. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Smith floats a five-footer, no good, gets the door. Miss floats it in, he's got his triple-double. Congratulations, Alexei Pokashevsky, triple-double man tonight. 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. 1-1 is lifted pretty deep to center field. Did we just go back-to-back at the wall? It's gone! Elam, back-to-back with Coleman. A tip of the cap to the captain who airplanes into home plate. And it's two zip sooners. Trevin Michaels set the 3-2 to Dylan Campbell. Line drive left field. Mooney's in. Yeah! South Carolina begins to celebrate, and it's wire to wire for the Gamecocks. Number one in November, number one in April. The South Carolina Gamecocks are the 2022 Women's Basketball National Champions. And the number one seeded Jayhawks stay atop the pecking order with an 81-65 win over the Villanova Wildcats. KU is all the way through to the national championship game. Black on the right wing. Crossover dribble against Griffin. Gets into the paint. Dishing Manic. Three left side. Got it. Oh, Manic. Ice water in the veins. Tar Heels by two. Rebound secured by R.J. Davis. Davis will dribble it out. And the Heels kick their rivals to the curb on their way to their 12th national title game. And in the process, in the career of the Hall of Fame coach Mike Krzyzewski, North Carolina 81, Duke 77. It's Kansas and North Carolina playing for the national title on Monday night. 19 days for the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Toby and TJ back with you. Monday, April 4, Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Shield, brought to you every day, every stinking day, by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We got, on this date, OTD coming up bottom of the hour. Oh, man, what a weekend. National title game tonight, Jayhawks and Tar Heels. TJ's definitely Camp Tar Heel. I am too. I found my Brady Manic t-shirts when I got home last night. He had sent us some of those uh, t-shirts that he made up before the season started. 
One of them is with his, uh, you know, his his face over an outline of the state of North Carolina, and one of them is with his face over the outline of the state of Oklahoma. And uh, I gave one to Trevor and one to Peyton to wear tonight at their respective uh, watch parties. They're pretty fired up that Brady's playing for the title tonight. So am I, man. I'm not a Carolina fan at all, but I love that kid. And so excited for him to get an opportunity like this. I'd like to once again thank the afternoon show for chasing him to North Carolina. But still, even if he had been here, who knows if he gets a chance like tonight. Probably not. Hopefully, that would be great if he did. But that he gets the stage he's getting this weekend to uh, to, to to play. And he delivered on Saturday night. Hopefully, he can deliver again tonight. So. I know all of Hera will be watching for sure. What's the uh, what's the spread? Do you know who's favored? Uh, I haven't even looked. I don't know. I would think Kansas is favored, but I haven't. I haven't looked. I'll look it up. All right, let's talk some OU baseball. Teach. Uh, we can take this conversation in a, a lot of different ways. I guess let's start with this weekend. Uh, give me your thoughts on this weekend. Um, everything, crowd, uh, venue, team, games, pitching. Uh, whatever. Crowd, venue, atmosphere, A+. plus. It was, at least it looked like it on television, overwhelmingly in favor of Texas, which was not surprising with it being at Arlington. 65-35, in that range. Yeah. Um, I loved the atmosphere, though. I loved it being in the ballpark. I had fun watching all three games. I thought it was great. Now, like I said, I I, I realize that's a big series uh, each year for one of those schools, but I I kind of dug it. I didn't know how it would play out, and I ended up uh, by the end of it saying, I don't mind if they do this every year. I, they can wait, work it around a Ranger schedule to where they can do it on a road weekend or whatever it needs to be. Um, I'm for it. So all that was great. Friday night's game was just an ugly game. They just they looked completely overmatched. I thought I was really worried about the rest of the weekend after Friday night. Um, they really weren't. Well, they good. got they got dealt on. I mean, the, yeah. That I mean, that, that Texas pitcher was, was unbelievable. Friday unbelievable night. Friday yeah. night struck out twelve or thirteen or whatever it was mm-hmm. and was just dominant for eight innings. Um, so yeah, that that night they were just completely overmatched. It looked like pretty boring game. Yeah, it was. It was uh, Saturday. Obviously, great game. Drama at the end. Uh, the catch to end it. Um, very nice bounce back. Oh I gosh. thought for the team. David, when that ball left the bat, would <laughs> like it, he hit it on a rope, and you're like, oh, what a play, what a game. And. Sunday, just a kick in the you-know-whats. Um, yeah. Chaz Martinez had a very nice outing for you know a little over five innings, whatever it was that he went. And then um, things just kind of fell apart on him, man. It, it Bullpen got him. The bullpen got him again, and it's gotten him many times this year. And there's, there's no defending the bullpen. I, I know people were angry yesterday, and I heard from some people. People were texting me upset, and um, I was upset, you know, it's been the the weakness this year, and it's got them mm-hmm. four or five times now. I mean, it's been several games that you think, boy, they've got this locked up. They're going to win this game. It's going to be a big win for them. That was going to be a huge series win for them. 
and then yep. it just fell apart for them. It just they could not. It didn't matter who was in there either. I mean, they couldn't throw strikes. Um, putting guys on, and then you just could feel it building and building, and there wasn't a lot of confidence with you know Abram or you know Keegan Allen came in just through the. He just threw four pitches, right? He just walked the guy, and they took him out five. immediately. Five pitches, yeah. yeah. Javier Ramos, you know, gave up the shot and then got out of it and kind of worked, and it looked like, all right, and then probably stuck with him too long. And then it, it, you know, it was just an ugly mess of an end of a game for those last two and a half innings or whatever it was. So um, just a terrible way to lose that series when you you had it wrapped up, man. You had a six-game – or six-game, six-run lead – Mm-hmm. In the seventh inning, you, you you need to close out those games, and it was disappointing. That that game was disappointing. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, no, there's no. Uh, it would have been so incredibly uh, valuable mm-hmm. to take two or three from those guys, and disappointing that you had a seven to one lead going to the seventh and it got away. And they've got to figure out some bullpen answers. Give Texas credit; they're really, really good. And that lineup is one of the best in the country, and they held them in check for a whole bunch of innings, uh, and they finally got loose there in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. But they helped them, and it wasn't just the walks. The defense, you know, the drop ball in the ninth inning. Who knows? You catch that, there's two outs, nobody on. You know, maybe you win it with that run they scored at the yeah. bottom of the ninth. No, that's right, yeah. Uh, Ordunio overran a ball in right field late in the game. I don't remember what inning that was in. So their defense was solid all weekend until those final three innings. So all that kind of came together. It felt to me like the opposite of the Baylor game the Saturday before. They snatched victory from the jaws of defeat in that game with the grand slams in the eighth and the ninth. Mm -hmm. And yesterday they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, as they say. (laughs) They had a six-run lead that got away. So uh, that's a crusher. Just an absolute crusher, which I think puts some pretty significant importance on tomorrow night for me. Uh, It's ORU. It's the one game in this stretch that isn't against a team ranked in the top ten in the country. But it feels like they got to have a flush that experience to get themselves in the right frame of mind to go into Bedlam, you know. So I think tomorrow night's pretty important. No, I agree with a lot you said. Um Anybody that was down there will tell you the atmosphere was incredible. I was looking forward to it. It was beyond what I thought it would be. Uh, Kudos to everyone involved in making that happen. I think there is absolutely no doubt at all that in some form or fashion, they will look to continue that in the future. Whether it is the conference series being played there like it was this weekend or seeking to have those two play each other in non-conference games there. Uh, One or two games on a Tuesday, Wednesday where the Rangers are out of town and OU and Texas meet there to play. But I, I, I don't see any way in which the Rangers don't offer them both a bunch of money to say, hey, we got to do this again. This was an overwhelming success. Uh, and I feel bad for the Sooner fans in Norman who were going to get to see that series but didn't. I also feel great for the Sooner fans in Dallas who weren't going to get to see that series but did. And 
I mean, we could talk about that extensively if you want. It's exactly what happens in football. We've just gotten so used to it in football. You give up a home game every year, every other year in football to go play in Dallas. You make a bunch of money for doing so. And you play in a an unbelievable atmosphere in front of a national television audience. And we don't we glorify it in mm-hmm. football, right? Yes. We say, isn't this tremendous? It's exactly what happened. And I would not be surprised at all if we don't see Texas next year go, dang, that was a lot of fun. Let's do that again. But anyway, time will tell. Yesterday was incredibly disappointing. Punch to the gut disappointing. Absolutely. We can we can and, and probably should talk going forward about, all right, is there something bullpen-wise you can try going forward? And I think the answer is yes. We can talk about that. I also was driving home last night. I had a long drive home, and I'm thinking through it. And I think you have to kind of also step back and say, okay, they have begun this stretch here of eight of nine games against top ten teams, and they have started by going two and two. It's pretty good. They, with the win over Oklahoma State and Texas this week, saw their RPI jump from 45 to 20. They're number 20 right now in the RPI with the number three strength of schedule in the country. And this is the midway point right here. They're 16 and 10. They played 26 games. They have 27 games, I believe, remaining on the schedule. So we're right here at the halfway point. And if you take a halfway point evaluation, this is a NCAA tournament team right now. Right now, they are in the NCAA tournament easily with a within striking distance of making a run at hosting a regional. The numbers, the metrics, everything they are right now, at number 20 in the RPI, if they had a very good second half of the season, they would be in contention to host a regional. That's where they are right now. And you've got to be thrilled with that. This is a good baseball team, Very has a chance to be a really good baseball team. This lineup is coming together. What the starting pitching did to Texas this weekend is very, very impressive. And it wasn't Bennett, TJ. No, he struggled. It was Sandlin and Martinez, right? The two guys that you came into the weekend and, going, uh. And Martinez, I had I had started to question a little bit and say, hmm. They we shoved, man. something different with him. He did great. Melendez had little success throughout the weekend and then finally came through late in that game yesterday. He did nothing. Yeah, late in that Until game yesterday, the he, he got that hit and. Um, delivered. He went but nine other, for other twelve that, with three home runs down. against Tech. He had right. one hit against OU. So big picture, it has been a very successful first half of the season. You beat Auburn. You beat Michigan. You beat Dallas Baptist. You beat OSU. You beat Texas. You beat Baylor twice. You got a top twenty RPI. They are in a great spot. Now you got to finish it. Okay. Late in the season's been a problem in the past, but. All you can measure them on right now is what they've done so far, and they've put themselves in a great spot. So highly disappointing day yesterday. But even this weekend, some things began began to emerge, like Wallace Clark. How about Wallace Clark this weekend? Maybe you have come up with a better defensive option at third base because he was really good at third. And he also 
hit the ball, was solid at the plate. So maybe you found something there. Uh, you saw Pettis back in as a pinch runner making some things happen. Squires may be able to give you some depth in the bullpen. So all in all, I really, really, I'm with everyone out there who's highly disappointed about yesterday. I'm not sh- trying to fluff that off at all. Very, very, that was a gut punch. An absolute soul crusher of a loss yesterday. But this is baseball, man. You got to be able to shake it off and get up the next day and go play again. And remember last week when they got the opposite of that? They got the amazing Sooner Magic win. What happened the next day? They gave up 16 runs and lost. (laughs) It lasts for about two or three hours, and you got to go play again. And coaches and players are a lot better at that than fans are, than I, and I'm in that category. They know the sun come up the next day. I got to go get after it again. I cannot dwell on whether we won or lost. You got to go get it again. So they've got another monster week in front of them here. ORU is always tough. And then Bedlam in Stillwater for all three games this weekend is going to be electric, man. O'Brate Stadium is going to be unbelievable. I think, you know, my biggest takeaway from the whole week, the game in Tulsa and the three games in Arlington, between them there was twenty five to 30,000 people that watched college baseball. That was good for my soul, TJ, to see that much interest and emotion, man. I mean, it was emotional week. That game in Tulsa went to the final pitch, the walk-off win, and the atmospheres in Arlington. That felt good. That made me believe in in kind of the sport and how much interest and love there is out there for OU baseball again. So right now we're going to see it again. I mean, there's going to be another 30,000 people or so. Well, what is O'Brate seed? Seven? 20-plus thousand this weekend that are going to watch OU baseball again. So anyway, we'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. That's right, eight ninety nine. They'll save you thousands. Put that money back in your pocket. Give you the same great customer service any other realtor out there gives you. Call Terry or Jackie four zero five three six one thirty three eighty or visit them online saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. So a guy who makes over $500,000 a year and is the OU Sports Radio announcer can't pay a $10 fee at a Little League game? You make $500,000 a year, dude? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> hey, hey, boss lady, we're talking later. Somebody has given you some vastly incorrect information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I wish you were right 500000 a year? You're not even close to being right about that. <laughs> no, I could pay $10 to get in, and I was willing to. Remember, I was just going to go hug my wife and daughter and leave. I noticed they were starting, so I watched a game, and when I left, I said to the guy, I stayed to watch a game. Would you like me to pay? And he said, don't worry about it. So uh, 
was willing to pay. That's what happens. Didn't with mean to, people with power and money. They never they don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> didn't mean to sound cheap. Didn't mean to sound cheap there. But Jeez. no, you need to check your sources on my uh, income. <laughs> Uh, it's really too bad the bullpen is struggling to support the great starts we've had lately. So let's talk about that for a second. That's been uh, – defense and, and bullpen have been the two bugaboos for this team this year. You'd agree with that, right? Absolutely. Bats have come alive since the opening 10 games of the season. They're hitting the ball well. Lineup's looking pretty solid. Starting pitching's looking pretty solid. Trying to find the right – uh, guys to use in the bullpen has been the question. Trevin Michaels, one of those guys. We've established that at this point, halfway through the season. He got it across the finish line on Saturday. It uh, got a little shaky there at the end, but he's been really good for this team. I was encouraged by what I saw about Godman on Friday night. He They've adjusted a couple of things. And it, it worked on Friday. Now, it's one outing, so I'm not ready to say he's back. But that was encouraging. I feel like he's going to have to be a part of the equation, back into the bullpen equation, if this team's going to get to go where they want to go. So hopefully, hopefully that can continue to trend in the right direction. Cade is going to be uh, sensational. Cade... Got the zero in the ninth inning against OSU. He got hit a little bit yesterday, but, I mean, God, was the second time on the mound in two years. That dude, listen, Cade and Ramos are going to overpower almost every college hitter that they see. Texas OSU and Texas Tech are different. Th- those are top ten teams. So they're going to battle against those guys. But 90, 95 to 99 – is going to get the job done almost every night, TJ. And Ramos and Cade are throwing absolute BBs up there right now. Javi struggled with the command his first two guys he faced, then he settled in and did a nice job. I think those two guys have a chance to really settle in and be good. Uh, Carter Campbell has continued to be good for them as the lefty answer, you know, but... No, but Texas has no left-handed hitters. They have one, and he got hurt on Saturday. So there was never an opportunity to really use Carter in this series. Um, And then you've had some guys that have been good here or there. Keegan Allen looked overwhelmed by the moment in five pitches yesterday. Before that, he had been really good for them the last three weeks. He looked nervous yesterday. So... And I'm leaving some guys out, I'm sure, that have had. Sunloff has had some good moments here and there. Um, who else pitched on Friday night with Godman, TJ? That uh, Let's see. Friday night. Pretty good. I've got it here. Uh, Squires went in for an inning. Yeah. He gave up um, the run. He, ben Abram was in there for run. just a third. That's only, that guy, that's only three guys that pitched Friday night. I think I think Squires can be some depth for you. I don't know that he's a high leverage guy. I don't know. We need to see him again. He was throwing ninety two, ninety three. Um. So anyway, I, I, the point is, they've got guys. It's not like they have no answers down there. They've got answers. They they are going to have to figure out who goes where, and get better. 
second half of the season. That's just plain and simple. They're going to have to get better. And the good news is that happens in college baseball. Guys get better. Or, or they don't, but it is possible for a guy. The story is not written on a guy. Like, well, this is how good he is. He's never going to improve. Especially when you come off a week like this, where you're thrown into a cauldron like Tulsa was Tuesday night and like Arlington was this weekend. Suddenly you now play uh, an Oral Roberts or a Kansas or a West Virginia or whatever, and you're like, I can handle this. Or the next time you're in O'Brate Stadium or in the Big 12 tournament or in a NCAA regional, you've been through the fire before. So that's the value you hope to take out of this weekend. But back to the point, bullpen's got to get better if this team is going to be special. We all agree on that. Let's see here. You no. feel, feel I didn't mean. Feel free to chime in well, on any of that. I no, I don't. You, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said. Javier Ramos makes me a lot more nervous than he does most people. There's tremendous talent there. I'm just nervous every time he comes into a game. Um, for me, it's almost at times it may take him a little bit to kind of lock in, and that little bit may be, uh, you know. They've gotten to him a little bit, and you know that was kind of the thing yesterday. He he once he settled in, he settled in. But I don't know. I, I, there's here's, tremendous here's the upside problem. there. There's tremendous talent there. I just don't oh, yeah. know if he's no if he knows how to harness it yet. And that's just he's just a young guy. No, like, that'll come. But he's a he's a wild young Mustang. Yes, yes. With a 97 to ninety nine mile an hour fastball. We've how many times have we seen that in college baseball? Right. Uh, Damian Magnifico. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the guy last year that never figured it out? The lefty started the year as a starter that could throw 100. He's at Memphis now. You know who I'm uh, talking about. Real skinny, tall left-hander. Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez. So this happens in college baseball all the time. He has taken massive strides he from has. a year ago he when has he taken, couldn't throw strikes has, at all. He has from a year ago. There's no doubt about it. So if he can continue to improve, there is – Hope, hope. I'm not guaranteeing you it's going to happen. There is hope, though, that he could be a pivotal piece of this bullpen down the stretch. He's got – he's pitched 13 innings this year. Give me your guess on his strikeouts and walks. 13 innings, uh, 20 strikeouts, 12 walks. 14 strikeouts, five walks. Well, I thought he would have had a it lot more strikeouts. It feels like he's that. walked and way it feels more like, than that. Well, I was about to say that. It feels like he walks every other batter to me. So Because you remember last year. Well, that's when he probably did. true, yes. And the problem is you've got to get Javi to not remember last year, too. Right? Javi remembers last year. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I just got wild. I just walked a guy. Am I reverting back to last year when I would walk four or five guys in a row? So he's walked five guys in 13 innings of work. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that at all. If he can continue that at with a 95 to 99-mile-an-hour fastball and a killer slider, he's a massive weapon. And other guys are probably bleeding into me with that thought process, too, like – 
other guys struggled to find the strike zone yesterday, and it all bleeds together because he took the the majority of that work in the bullpen yesterday going over two innings. So it all kind of probably bleeds together for me. He walked two me. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anything else? Uh, we can get to the other text uh, later. One question uh, you may want to hit on. Like I had this question posed to me yesterday. Someone frustrated with the bullpen wanting to know why we haven't had a starter able to reach 100 pitches yet this year. I guess their their meaning was, okay. are we pulling guys uh, a batter or two too early, an inning too early, instead of letting them go a little bit more? Yeah, okay. We can talk about that on the other side. Uh, actually, when we come back, we're going to do OTD, so we'll we'll talk some baseball later in the show. On this date, next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. All right, we got a national championship game tonight. We'll talk some more OU baseball coming up. Take some more of your text messages, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. But right now it's time for the new game that is sweeping Oklahoma, OTD. On this date, where TJ is off to a roaring, perfect 8-0 and start after last week. Uh, did you find yourself walking around this weekend, uh, grocery stores and stuff, people throwing OTDs at you, TJ? Uh, I was in very few places this weekend, so I did not have that opportunity, no. So yes is the no, my kid okay, did not. My kid did not say anything to me. <laughs> well, let's see. I have uh, three regulations and one bonus for you today. Um Two sports and two United States history. If you're ready, here we go, Teach. All right, here we go. Tonight they'll play for a national championship. This is not the first time that we have played for a national championship on April 4th. So i got a couple of them to throw at you, okay? On this date, April the 4th, North Carolina State beat Houston in... Maybe the most famous college basketball national championship game of all time. Lorenzo Charles grabbed the ball and dunked it at the buzzer. On what? In what year? April fourth of what year? Jim Valvano I'm ran around the sure. court. Pretty sure. Eighty-three. Where or was 80. that game played? Do you remember? No, I can't remember. Most people call it the uh, arena that Kevin Henry rebuilt. It was at the pit in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was somewhere between 82 and 84. I'm pretty sure 83 might be it. Might have been 84. On this date, North Carolina State beat Houston. The question is, what year? I'm going to be within the window. I'll say Three year window. 84. I'm pretty sure it's 83. I'll go 83, final answer. Holy mackerel! That's correct. 1983, you hit it on the nose. 1983, you know what made that game so special, TJ? Uh, you had a Cinderella taking down a big boy. <laughs> North Carolina State knocking off Houston. That's why to this day we regard it so right. highly. Right. On this date, April 4th of what year, TJ, and this is going to be painful, did Danny Manning and the Miracles oh, upset geez. Billy Tubbs, Mookie Blaylock, 
Stacy King, Dave Seeger, Ricky Amazing Grace, Harvey Grant. You get the picture. It was 1988. Kemper why are you even, Why would Kansas you even City. give that to me as one of the? Uh, why why do that to the OU fans? God, they, God, he baked it in. He baked it in. They put it up on the television Saturday night, and no. they showed Danny in the uh, stand, and I'm yelling at the TV. I well, had to explain to Bronx. It. I'm not. I'm we'll not rooting for it. Yeah, you are. You're trying no. to get Kansas and Blue Bloods into these games, and you. It's well, at the you, time in 1988, in guess what? I considered Oklahoma in basketball. Blue what? Blood. <laughs> they were the big boys. Based on our zero national. But they were about to get one that year, okay? <laughs> and then it was going to lead to many more. Why would you even Super ask two. me about that one? That's just I was OG on fans. this date. Not all. In, uh, in fact. We're about to go on a run of not very good news, okay? No, that just no. started the you no know, good news. Here's your the, final regulation OTD WrestleMania today. are the, the two easiest ones you've given me so far. On this date, what year in Memphis, Tennessee, was Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated? Mm. April 4th of what year? <sighs> 60s, late 60s. I should probably know this quicker than I know a 1988 basketball Take your time. We're in no hurry here. Take your time. I'm going to say 19. I'm going to put it at 66 just to get to 69. Been there, by the way. way. Never been been in the state of Tennessee anywhere. Oh my gosh, you're pathetic. We <laughs> ate, I believe it's called Central Barbecue, which is right across the street from there, on our way to Knoxville for the OU Tennessee game. Right. We ate at uh, there and then walked across the street and uh, and saw the hotel and the plaque and everything that they have. We were supposed to go to Memphis and Nashville in uh, 2020, and the world had different plans for us, so it got scratched. Um, I'm going to say 66 because that gets me the majority of the decade, and I know I'm going to probably hit in the three-year window one side or the other. I think it's later 60s, and I'll be all right still, So, because I don't think it was – definitely wasn't in the 70s. So 66, final answer. I, I feel it would be inappropriate to play some sort of a hysterical announcer thing yeah, and an assassination, yeah, so I'm going to say that is correct. <laughs> Thank you. 1968 is okay, the correct okay. answer. You were within the three-year window. So a perfect 3-0 and run, TJ. Yeah. Make sure I like the three-year window. Year. Yeah. And you get an opportunity now uh, to erase a future mistake. The bonus can only help you. Cannot hurt you, TJ. Today's bonus is along the same lines. Unfortunately, it's a loss, TJ. On this date, what year did the ninth president of the United States, William Henry Harrison, die 31 days after taking office from typhoid fever, the shortest presidency in the history of the United States? Gosh, you got no idea. I gave you some hints in there. What's this guy's name? He really wasn't president. Never heard of him. William, William Henry, Henry Harrison, Harrison, ninth president of the United States, died in the White House on this date. What year? Uh, 1835. Final answer. 
Coach K takes an L. Takes an L. I was really hoping you'd miss one today. So Presidential history. Do not bring that at me. Hey, 1841. You weren't that far not off. far off. Not, well, six years is pretty far in this context. 1841. Not bad at all. Don't you wish you could have heard the North Carolina broadcast Saturday night so you could see what our buddy Jones Angel said at the end of that game? I, I just he envisioned him saying the same exact thing. That Coach K takes an L. Of course, you'll never know because Westwood One restricts anybody from hearing anything except for their <laughs> announcers, so nobody will ever know. They can't even email it to us. Did you know that? Oh, they if can't. I, so you can't even no. have access to it. Well, Jones Angel, if I reached out to Jones directly, he could black market it to me, but it's against the rules. Learfield's not allowed to even send it to me. So that I could play it on my radio show. What a complete, That's how restrictive absolute joke. Just a horrible yeah. decision. We've got to hear the national their guys. Part. Yeah. Just yeah. a it's, joke. It is a joke. But just to reiterate. Coach K takes an L. So you missed the bonus, but you got all three regulation. You are a perfect 11-0 on the year. Nice job by you today, TJ. 748 in the Whew. morning. Back to your text messages next. It's a Monday. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Find out about their $8.99 listing fee, saving you thousands. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com or 405-361-3380. Yes. Uh, two things. Uh, one... 19 days to the spring game. Okay, I just wanted to remind uh, everyone. Bye. Uh, two, because John Whitson uh, texted me. He was guessing along with you on the OTD. Mm-hmm. Uh, inappropriate timing of the text messages between the two of you on Saturday night. It was very Trevor LaFoonish. I was already in bed sleeping uh, or trying to go to sleep. I had a long day. That was day, like immediately after morning. the game ended. Early morning the next morning, and I'm getting text messages after 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> uh, so inappropriate. If the two of you would like to converse going forward, please take me out of it after 10 o'clock. Okay. Jeez. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it was immediately after the game ended. So sorry, Grandpa, that you immediately closed your eyes. Do you know how hard it is to be in peak prime condition? Well, a Not man making five hundred thousand a year should always be in peak physical condition. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line: Nothing says college athletics like UNC versus KU in the finals. One team ran a twenty-year academic fraud, and the other brought uh-huh. players with bought players with Adidas, and we know exactly. it. The coach that cheated at both will get a hundred camera shots, reminiscing about RC Cola and Moon Pies. RC Cola and Moon. By the That's way, right. uh, Roy's outfit Saturday night, uh, someone, uh, I could not figure out how to describe it. Someone said it's a uh, seven-year-old that their mom has dressed to go to church on Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt and the mask, the mask which he wore the entire game, the little blue and white checkered mask that looked like he got uh-huh. it from his wife. And then immediately the mask comes off after the game, and he's screaming and hugging people and running up and down the stairs. And like, right. why, why is the mask off now all of a sudden? <laughs> well, you can't. Yeah, you're silly. You know that people aren't contagious after a victory. <laughs> Come on, pay close attention to the medicine, okay? Sorry, sorry. This one says Boomer Sooner. 
And then it's got a picture of a line of cars somewhere. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here in this picture. Uh, All right. Maybe I should know what that building is behind them. Uh, good morning from beautiful Clearwater, Florida. How many days until the spring game? Oh, hang on just a second. Nineteen days to the spring game. Sorry, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we get an update for Britt today. Now that we're into the teens, I, I he only had the t- I only had his twenty, you know, twenty. And now we're into the teens. I need him to give me a team. Yeah, today. he shot a video this weekend, and they posted it, but it didn't. It didn't say the day. Great. So yeah, oh, it was great. Man, I wish he was a little more positive and uh, had a I little wish, more energy. Wish to he had him. some more energy. Yeah, uh, I was able to attend all three baseball games this weekend, and yes, the Sunday loss definitely was tough. But the atmosphere with playing in that big league park and with fans from both teams yelling like they do at the Cotton Bowl was compelling competition. Oh, Tip your so hat to good. Texas with their late inning at bats to win that Sunday game. But to read on Twitter the so-called Sooner baseball fans blaming the two losses on moving the games to Arlington is flat-out <laughs> ridiculous. If you didn't show up and stand yeah. and cheer for OU this past weekend, you are to blame. Uh, I mean, come on. I, I won't go that far. Not everybody can afford to do that. I, I totally get it, and it's fine to be mad if it was moved. Uh, you can't speculate on whether a team would have won or lost a game if a venue was different. But, man, Saturday, I hope it was coming through the TV, TJ. It was every pitch, one half of the place oh, is going yeah, wild played, or booing the umpire well. or, mm-hmm. oh, so great. There would be a ball that was just off the plate. Half the place would go crazy and it has tremendous theater. Eight o'clock, we'll be back.